know how Miss Piggy calls Kermit Kermy? That's me. No! Hermy. Hey everyone, welcome <laughs> back to Blood and Guts. Today, you guessed <laughs> Today we're talking about Mr. Herman Webster Mudget. Yeah. That's the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life. It really is. <laughs> Today we're talking about H.H. Holmes. Um, this is Jenna's favorite. Yeah. Everyone I- has a favorite serial killer. This is mine. This is, yep. And bef- before we get started, um, if you follow us on Instagram, which you should, it's a party over there. Our aesthetic, <laughs> literally beyond amazing. Um, at Blood and Guts Pod. This is a shameless promo. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, she'll ask you what case you think is coming up next with emojis. And I'd love if anyone besides me replied to them. Listen, what? <laughs> You did, like, a man in, like, a top hat, and I was like, ah, yes, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> but, like, I knew. Like, Just... I chose this, and I was still, like, we're talking about Abraham. Like, what kind of <laughs> stuff did he get into? Besides, like, slavery, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Um, just to give you all a little update, I posted about the missing persons case of Madison Bell. She has been found safe and alive. Did you hear what, did you hear about this? I did. She just ran away from home. It's it's like that sometimes. She ran away from home and had the whole entire nation looking for her. Now, honest, now listen, I can't get into someone's head. I don't know her situation. I don't know what's going on. But they had a giant search team going on. You're really, you need to tell someone because they're going to think you're going to worry your parents and all that. But I don't know what home life she had going on. But all of the food and water and stuff that was set up for the volunteers who were volunteering like as a search party is going to, I believe, a church or like a local charity organization. So that's good. But she's safe. She's fine. She was not abducted. She just wanted to start a new life in her own words. Just went on a little trip. A little just, vacay. Just... Coronacation. Yep, just a coronacation, which I don't know where she was going to go. Everything's closed because of corona. That is a good point. I feel like if you were done a runaway, this would be the worst. Time this would honestly be the worst time to do it. Like, imagine <laughs> if you, like, you did it. You're free and clear, and then all of a sudden you get Miss Rona. Like, <laughs> like, that would be, that's the double whammy right there. It's like, it's like, with ab- with if you're abducted you have a chance to not get like a giant disease but if you go out during covid it's like what's the point <laughs> anyway <laughs> you should actually start those one i'm doing i wish i had remembered i always forget about their specific birthdays but i'm one week late but this is for both oh, him dude. and me yes when when is his birthday a day before mine may 16th <gasps> oh yeah it was meant to be truly i guess but yeah we're talking about herman webster mudget also known later as dr henry howard holmes aka hh holmes so he really just went for that a little you know they have to have they have every serial killer has three names and henry howard I, you know, you're really, and with such alliteration, you can't get worse than you really Herman can. Webster Mudget. Wasn't there a dog named Mudge or something? Wasn't there like a book series? I it was like Henry and Mudge or something. <gasps> no, there was like a there was like a no. I'm looking up right now. There was a book series, a children's book series called Henry and Mudge. I that's it was about a boy and a dog. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, I wonder if it was named after Henry Mudgett. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was born May sixteenth, eighteen sixty-one. Oh, he an oldie. <laughs> yeah, <I'll shut> <laughs> uh, and then he died on May seventh, eighteen ninety-six, at the age of thirty-four. So don't rest in peace. <laughs> he he hasn't. Um. <laughs> I always forget that this was, like, he was born, like, into the Civil War. For some reason, I put him in the 1900s. Like, when I, I, just, like when like I think that. about it. 
but like for no reason like there's not any but like because it was so early he's known as like america's first serial killer yeah i also yeah, I've heard that also beast of chicago which sounds a lot better than herman mm, webster much very true and i just being like oh my god it's the beast of chicago like that's how you know you've made it listen it's i hate when they give serial killers names however beast of chicago like dicky that's a cool like, yeah like hello herman <laughs> um he confessed to 27 murders only nine of them could be plausibly confirmed uh but several of the people that he claimed to have murdered were still alive which is great um, awesome but in some 1940s pulp magazines they said he was said to have killed over 200 people uh killed inside a mixed-use building he owns about three miles west of the 1893 world's fair informally called the murder castle with, Yay! Once again, Beast of Chicago in the Murder Castle. Hello. He's really, he's really doing it. He won out. We don't support him, but like, he's got cool names for things. Yeah, like so there are some bad ones out there, <laughs> like disgustingly bad ones. What did but... what did BTK want to be named? I don't remember. The Garot Phantom. Yeah, and then there's like the sh- the shoe fetish slayer. I'm like, come on, <laughs> Beast of Chicago. Listen, it's going to be a trip when we cover BTK. It's going to be a trip when we visit Dennis. That's coming. <laughs> I'm not, I like don't want to talk about him at all. Um, and- I'll do B- I'll do I'll do Dennis. Dear God. Um, <laughs> in the early life of Herman Webster Mudgett, he was born in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, um, to I like cannot pronounce his father's first name. It's either just Theodate or Theodate, I don't know. Paige Price. I don't know how to say it. I looked it up and no one could Just call him Mr. Price. Sure. And then <laughs> and then Levi Horton Mudgett. Both were descended from the first English immigrants in the area. Uh, Herman was, was the third child. He had an older sister named Ellen, an older brother named Arthur, a younger brother named Henry, and then a younger sister named Mary. So they had the whole collection. Eight? Hey. The Mudget Bunch. All right. Um, from now on, <laughs> um, the podcast will be run by only me. Um, <laughs> it's nice to have you on, Sarah. But I understand if you have to take a break. It's like my. It's like a gun to your head. <laughs> take a break. Take a break. Take a break, Sarah. <laughs> um, his father worked as a farmer, trader, and house painter, and both his parents were devout Methodists. Right. Oh. Yay. Um, later attempts to fit Holmes into the patterns of modern-day serial killers describe him torturing animals or suffering from abuse from his violent father, but contemporary and eyewitness accounts of his childhood do not provide proof for either of those scenarios. Uh, so, like, it's just people in recent days who have been like, oh, yeah, he totally, like, he killed the dog or something. But then, like, everyone who knew him was like, no. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, oh, that's... It's like, you know, I don't think so. Uh, he graduated from high school at the age of 16, took teaching jobs in his hometown and later in Elton. Uh, and then on July 4th, 1878, he married Clara Lovering in Alton. And then they had I like a, the name Clara. Well, okay, that was feel bad for her later. Um, I will. They had a son, Robert Lovering Mudgett, on February 3rd, 1880, in New Hampshire still. And then he enrolled in the University of, Mer- of Vermont at age 18. Okay. He's just ahead of the game a little bit. Um, Not really. Now he's he's back on track. Like, 18 college, yes. But, like, it's only because he took that year off in the middle to have a son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's also weird, but a lot of stuff happens in this case on or surrounding, like, July 4th. Like, for no reason. Like, it's not connected, but, like... (laughs) For no reason. But it's one of those of, like, as I was writing the notes for this, I wrote that date more than i should have it was a lot um he enrolled in listen he's just patriotic yes clearly and now is not the time to be patriotic (laughs) born in the very true the civil war at least he would have been in the union yeah but i mean does, does that really matter with everything else he did in his life i guess not but at least he wasn't in the confederacy 
At least he wasn't. He probably was racist. H.H. Holmes apologist. At least he wasn't in the Confederacy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're having too much fun. He was enrolled in the University of Vermont, but he was dissatisfied with the school, so he left after one year. (laughs) So. But. All right. But so, in 1882, he entered University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery. No, he went to U of M? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, He graduated in June 1884 after passing all of his examinations. So, good job. (laughs) I mean, he did it. Um, While he was enrolled there, he worked in the anatomy lab under Professor Herdman. Um, but earlier in New Hampshire... Everyone has such stupid names. Yeah. In New, earlier in New Hampshire, Mudgett had apprenticed under Dr. White, who was a noted advocate of human dissection. You can't win them all. You either got a stupid name or you're problematic. Well, I mean, he wasn't saying, like, off the street. He's, like, a, t- a cadaver. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, he apprenticed under someone who just caught people open on the street. Listen, there was a lot of corrupt doctors back no. then. They didn't know no, what they were he doing. No, just kind of like in, like in order to learn, like you got to go inside a person, like how you, like you know, dissecting that's, a rabbit and stuff. They're like how, that's very like, true. Just, I do agree with that. Yeah, but it comes back later because Holmes was suspected of murder, but claimed to be nothing but like an insurance fraudster. Like so, back in the day when he was like, I didn't do this, but I could. I committed a lot of fraud. Uh, he admitted to using cadavers to defraud life insurance companies several times in college. <laughs> so, okay. You know, which also comes bad. He was wild. How much do very you true. know about him besides the murder castle part? Not very much, to be honest. I Whoa. really only know. It's like everything. He hits like, all the checkboxes that you shouldn't do. <laughs> his housemates described him as treating his wife, Clara, violently, but, like, that was never confirmed or denied. But in 1884, before he graduated, she moved back to New Hampshire and knew, quote, little of him afterwards. So, she ghosted him. <laughs> which turned out to be a good call. Very, very good, very good thing. <laughs> Later on, you know... Uh, and then afterwards, Mudgett moved to Moore's Forks, New York, uh, and there was a rumor spread that he'd been seen with a little boy who later disappeared. He claimed that the boy went back to his home in Massachusetts. No investigation took place, and Mudgett quickly left town. Okay. <laughs> but, but keep track, because throughout his life... He, there are people that he has interacted with that, like, he totally didn't kill, but, like, happened to be never seen again. For sure. I see. <laughs> um, he later traveled to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where he got a job as a keeper at Norristown State Hospital. Uh, he quit after a few days. <laughs> and then later took a position at a drugstore, also in Philadelphia. Uh, when he was working there... A boy died after taking medicine that was purchased at that store. Uh, Mudgett denied any involvement in the child's death and immediately left the city. You know, I didn't do it, but just to be safe, but the- let me just flee the city. Again. Uh- <laughs> different state, different city, different boy. Same result. Um, right before moving to Chicago, that's when he changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes uh, to avoid the possibility of being, like, exposed by victims of his previous, like, insurance policy scams or by the two deaths that he totally didn't have a part in. For sure. He he didn't have any part in him at all. Yeah, totally not at all. Um, after his arrest, he confessed to killing his, formal, his former medical school classmate, Dr. Robert Leacock, in 1886 for insurance money, uh, but he actually died in Watford, Ontario, in Canada, on October 4th, 1889. So, this was, so this was one of the- he didn't kill no, him? No. He was still alive at, at that Maybe he didn't kill the other people. I like we'll talk about later when I get into like his confession, but they changed every time. 
very, yeah. Like he like he would confess to killing people that they were like, Oh yeah, we know you did that. But then he'd be like, Oh, I totally killed this person and they're like, No, I saw her yesterday. Like, she's here right now. Like she's out. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, oh dear. Um, in eighteen eighty six, or while still married to lovely Clara, um, Holmes married Murda Belknap in Minneapolis. He filed for divorce from Clara a few weeks after marrying Murda, uh, alleging infidelity on Clara's part. But the claims couldn't be proven, so the suit went absolutely nowhere. And the, survi- the surviving paperwork suggests that she was never even informed of it at all. <laughs> the divorce was never finalized, and it was dismissed June 4th, 1891. Um, Holmes then had a daughter with Murda. Her name was Lucy. She was born July 4th, 1889. Okay. Um, Rip. Holmes was with them in Wilmette, Illinois, um, spending most of his time in Chicago tending to business. Uh, he then married Georgiana Yoke on January 17th, 1894. Wives is this guy going to have? In Denver, Colorado, while still married to both Murda and Clara. How many wives? <laughs> Three. To match the number of H's in his name. <laughs> but now we, get in, now we get into the good stuff. Now we get to the murder castle. Which, once again, hello. It's a cool name. Except- not very cool stuff went in. When, like, not very cool stuff happened inside of it. But it's Well, first name. off, that's not true. Don't blaspheme. Don't <laughs> <laughs> blaspheme here today. Uh, he arrived in Chicago in August 1886, which is, again, when he started calling himself H.H. Holmes because he was quirky and he was like, I didn't kill those boys. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he came across Elizabeth S. Holton's drugstore on the southwest corner of South Wallace Avenue and West 63rd Street in Englewood. Uh, she gave Holmes a job and he proved to be a hardworking employee and he eventually bought the drugstore. Um, several books for portray Holton's husband as an old man who quickly vanished along with his wife. But Dr. Holton was a fellow Michigan alumnus who was only like a few years older than him. And they both remained in Illinois throughout Holmes's life. So they definitely were not killed by him. But a lot of the books about him were like, oh my God, they vanished off the face of the earth. But like they kept living their regular lives. (laughs) Sometimes I can still hear their voice. Stop telling people I'm dead. Like, they were fine. Like, they were the same age. And they were also just continuing to live a good life. But, you know. Uh, Holmes then purchased an empty lot across from the drugstore. And then construction began in 1887 for a two-story mixed-use buildings. That was planned to have apartments on the second floor and then retail spaces, including, like, a new drugstore on the first floor. Um, Holmes declined to pay the architects or the steel company, so they sued him in 1888. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think was going to happen, Herman? Uh, And then in 1892, uh, he added a third floor. He told investors and suppliers that he intended to use it as a hotel during the upcoming World's Columbian Exposition, which once again was like a big deal. Yeah. He was like, perfect, people will stay here. But the hotel portion was never really, like, officially completed. It's widely believed that it was never really used as a hotel at all. In terms Mm -hmm. of, like, renting out rooms and stuff. Yeah. Which, God bless. (laughs) Furniture suppliers found Holmes was hiding their materials, which he'd never paid for, in hidden rooms and passages throughout the buildings. Uh, There were soundproof rooms and mazes of hallways, some of which seemed to lead to nowhere. Uh, Many rooms were outfitted with chutes that would drop down to the basement, where Holmes had acid vats, quicklime, and a crematorium to dispose of the bodies. So, Mm, he had had a setup. Um, All doors and some of the steps were connected to an intricate alarm system, which sounded a buzzer in Holmes' bedroom when someone stepped into the hall or downstairs. Creepy. Very, very. very. Um, The first time that, like, police, like, entered this lower area, they found, like, a pile of bodies. Most of which were animal, but some were human, and so small that they had to have belonged to a child no more than six or seven years old. Oh, no! Oh, just wait. Save it. (laughs) Save it. 
but later. Oh, no. Um, the search made the news, and then investors for the planned hotel pulled out of the deal when a jeweler in the building showed them the articles that were like, this place is no good. And they were like, perfect. I'm not spending money on it then. <laughs> uh, and then later on, the hotel was gutted by a fire that was started by an unknown arsonist shortly after Holmes was arrested, but it was largely rebuilt and then used as a post office until, like, 1938. Imagine working at that post office. It'd probably be so freaking haunted. Uh, that will also come back. Um, in 1892, the hotel was somewhat completed with the three stories in a basement. The first floor was a storefront. Second story consisted of the elaborate torture rooms with the chute leading to the basement. And the third floor Gross. held, like, apartment rooms, which I would hate to live there. <laughs> um, and then... It- yeah. Two years later, in 1894, some police officers inspected the hotel while Holmes was out, and then during the inspection, they found the rooms with hinged walls and far- false partitions, uh, rooms linked with secret-, secret passageways, and airtight rooms that were connected to pipelines filled with gas, which Holmes used as gas chambers. Disgusting. He would then use the chutes to deliver the bodies to the basement, and then would then make use of surgical tables and an array of medical tools to dissect them before selling their organs and bones on the black market or to medical institutions. I mean... Pay it back, babe, you know? <laughs> Pay it back. Uh, going into his first murders that they, like, kind of can connect to him ish like they never really like you know found like a body or anything (laughs) i think they can assume though um the like earliest believed murder victim was one of his many mistresses julia smythe uh she was the wife yes great oh just yeah all of them are like that Mm -hmm. um she was the wife of ned connor who moved into the holmes's building and then began working at the pharmacy's jewelry counter uh connor found out about the affair quit his job and moved away, leaving Smythe and her daughter Pearl behind. Me. <laughs> Smythe. Me, if I found out anyone had an affair on me, I'm just quitting, leaving leaving the state. Yeah. Bye. Um, Smythe gained custody of Pearl, remained at the hotel, and continued the relationship with Holmes. She didn't care. She was like, bye. Well, she really was like, bye, because Smythe and Pearl disappeared on Christmas Eve of 1891. Oh. Uh, Holmes... I- Holmes later claimed that she died during an abortion, but what truly happened was never confirmed, as they couldn't find them. Right. Died during an abortion. Wink, 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 wink. (laughs) Totally. Um, Another likely murder that he probably did, but could never really prove, but they were like, sure, just add it on. He totally did this. Uh, Was (laughs) Emmeline Sigrande who began working in the building in May of 1892, but disappeared that same December. <laughs> so, they're just Christmas presents. I'm, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of weird disappearances. Yeah, there was also... Like, I think you'd be able to put two and two together. Uh, more like three and three, because Edna Van Tassel <laughs> was another woman who vanished. <laughs> it was believed to be his victim. <laughs> so, three for three. Uh, while working in the chemical bank building on Dearborn Street, Holmes met and became friends with Benjamin Pitazel, is how we believe he pronounced his last name. Once again, I don't okay. really know, but it sucks to, it sucks okay. to, have to say it a lot. Um, he was a carpenter with a criminal past. It's like a superhero backstory, but worse. I was just going to say that you beat me too. Um, Holmes used him as his right-hand man for several of his criminal schemes, uh, and a district attorney later described him as Holmes's tool his creature oh yum (laughs) in early 1893 one-time actress millie williams moved to chicago uh holmes claimed to have met her in an employment office but there were rumors that he had met her in boston years prior uh he offered her a job at the hotel as one of his like 150 personal stenographers that he had over the time that's that's a lot. Yeah, I'm like, you can't even... What are you even going to write down? Like, stenographer is for shorthand. Like, you don't even talk that much. <laughs> like, what? Like, what are you <laughs> writing down? Nothing. Uh, but she was like, sure, give me a job and money and, you know, stay in the hotel. What did go wrong? Everything. 
Um, he persuaded Williams to transfer the deed of her property in Fort Worth, Texas, to a man named Alexander Bond, which was an alias of Holmes. Uh, and in April of 1893, Williams transferred the deed with Holmes serving as the notary and then later signed it over to an alias of Patezel, which was Benton T. Lyman. Lyman. Ha, you're clever. Um, <laughs> uh, a month after, Holmes and Williams presented themselves as husband and wife and rented an apartment in Chicago's Lincoln Park. Minnie's sister Annie came to visit. In July, she wrote to her aunt that she planned to accompany Brother Harry to Europe, but Minnie and Annie you know, brother Minnie Harry. Minnie and Ari were never... I can't even talk. Minnie and Ari. <laughs> Minnie and brother Harry. Brother Harry. <laughs> brother Harry. Ron Weasley talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> Minnie and Annie were never seen alive after July 5th, 1893. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I think he's done it again. Holmes used his former medical education and connections to sell skeletons to medical labs and schools. And this is... Was no one questioning where he got They're these skeletons? Like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> um, They're probably like, you know what? I don't want to know. Yeah, Just this is kind it. of like a longer quote. But he and sometimes a hired assistant were accused of stripping the flesh off of bodies dissecting them, and preparing the viable skeletons. The rest of the remains would be tossed in pits of lime or acid, effectively breaking down the remaining evidence. Gross. Yum! We making soup! <laughs> uh, insurance companies were pressing to prostitute homes for arson, which, out of everything, okay. That's the least of your uh, worries right now. Holmes left Chicago in July 1894 and then reappeared in Fort Worth, where he inherited property from the Williams sisters, who, you know, went missing, um, at, at the intersection of modern-day Commerce Street and 2nd Street. Uh, he wanted to build another one of his castles there, and once again even managed to, like, swindle a number of suppliers who were like, sure, I'll help you build a hotel. Oh, God, another one. We got another one. Um, and also in July 1894, Holmes was arrested and briefly incarcerated for the first time on the charge of selling mortgage goods in St. Louis. He was... Uh, so not for the no. countless counts of he murder was, that he did. Just he was also Got promptly it. bailed out. But while he was in jail... <laughs> by who? Do you know who he was bailed out by? Bailed out. I wouldn't okay. be surprised if it was Patezel. Why not? Um, yeah, it makes but, sense. But, you know, while he was briefly incarcerated... He just happened to make a connection with a convicted outlaw named Marion Hedgepath, serving a 25-year sentence. Okay. Holmes then concocted a plan to swindle an insurance company out of $10,000. In today's money, the equivalent would be $296,000 by taking out a policy on himself and then faking his death. Holmes promised Hedgepath a $500 commission in exchange for the name of a lawyer who could be trusted. Uh, he was then pointed to St. Louis lawyer named Jeff the Howe, who, what he... <laughs> Why is everyone's name he so was weird? ...with his older brother, and his older brother was like, this scene, like, I don't even want to talk to you, you look sketchy. Like, I'm not a, he was not a part of anything, but this was the younger brother, and he was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, but the plan ended up failing when the insurance company became suspicious and refused to pay. Holmes looked at this. You know those insurance you know, companies. He didn't press it. He was like, that's fair. That's okay. But instead of like not like not trying the same thing again, he instead made the same plan, but with Patezel instead. <laughs> Patezel agreed to fake his own death so that way his wife could tell the $10,000 life insurance policy, which he would then split with Holmes and Jephthah Howe. What was the, what was the plan for... Was his wife in on it? Uh, no. <laughs> was he just going to take it from her? didn't know anything and continues not to know anything, but just hang on. 
Okay, um, I'm hanging this on. This scheme was set in Philly, and it called for Patezza to set up as an inventor under the name B.F. Perry, and he was supposed to be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. Uh, Holmes was the one who was charged with finding a cadaver. We're gonna start that over again. Holmes was the one charged with finding a cadaver. I can pronounce words to play the role of Patezel's dead body, but instead, uh, he killed him. I real by knocking him unconscious with chloroform and then setting his body on fire with benzene. Oh lord. That's not a good way. To, there's no good way to go in this situation, but that's not. In his confession, not. he applied that Patezza was still alive after the use of chloroform prior to being set on fire. But forensic evidence presented at his later trial showed that chloroform had been used after his death, a fact that the insurance company was unaware of, uh, presumably in order to fake a suicide to exonerate Holmes if he ended up being charged with murder. So, <laughs> woo! Um, but you know. no, no, no. Holmes then collected the insurance payout on the basis of the fact that it was Patezel's genuine corpse. My mouth is on, my jaw he is then on the ground. Went Are on you kidding to manipulate me? Patezel's unsuspecting wife into allowing three of her five children, Alice, Nellie, and Howard, to be in his custody. He traveled with those three children throughout northern USA into Canada and then guided Mrs. Patezel along a similar route, lied about her husband's death. He was like, nope, he's in London. And she was like, okay. But she didn't know where those children were. So he lied about the whereabouts of her three, quote unquote, missing children. Uh, And while they were in Detroit, just before entering Canada, they were only a few blocks apart. Oh my god. Holmes was staying at another location with one of his other wives. Unaware of the fact that Mrs. Bedezel was kind of like freaking out. Uh, But he would later confess to murdering Alice and Nellie and forcing them into a large trunk, locking them inside. He then drilled a hole in the lid, put one end of a hose through the hole, and attached the other end to a gas line in order to asphyxiate. Oh, no. He then buried their, new bo- their nude bodies in the cellar of his rental house. Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, Frank Geyer, a Philadelphia police detective assigned to investigate homes and to find the three missing <sighs> children, found the decomposing bodies of the two girls in the cellar. Oh, he wrote, no. the deeper we dug, the more horrible the odor became. And when we reached the depth of three feet, we discovered what appeared to be the bone of the forearm of a human being. It reminds me of Gacy. <laughs> yeah. It must be like three feet. Come on. Put a little elbow <laughs> grease into it. Um, I then went to Indianapolis where Holmes had rented a cottage uh, where he was reported to have gone two places uh to a local pharmacy to purchase it was only written as drugs so <laughs> that's fun uh which he used Hitting to up kill cbs to Howard get some Patezzle. hardcore meth i'm sorry <laughs> yeah he killed the third child howard patezel and then he also visited a repair shop to sharpen knives he used to chop up the body before he burned it is this what uh, happened, like, in modern times? He could be considered one of the stupidest serial killers in the entire world. Um, teeth and bits of the boy's bones were discovered in the home's chimney. What? We roasted marshmallows. Did he, was that, like, a forensic countermeasure to try to, like, get rid of him or something, you think? He just burned the body, man. But, okay. like, in the chimney, which I think is hilarious. They're gonna find that. Come on. We're, st- <laughs> we're stoked in a fire in my rental cottage. <laughs> Uh, his murder spree ended when he was arrested in Boston on November 17th, 1894. He had been tracked there from Philadelphia. And guess what he was held on? Guess what the charges he was held on? Polygamy. He was held <laughs> an outstanding warrant for horse theft in Texas. <laughs> 
as the authorities had become more suspicious because Holmes appeared to be ready to flee the country. Horse theft. I'm sorry. Horse theft. Horse theft. He just burned the body of a young boy in a chimney and they said, no, 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 but you took a horse. (laughs) That's so much more important. Um... In July of 1895, after the discovery of Alice and Nellie's bodies, Chicago police and reporters began truly investigating the the murder castle, which, which um, I love that, like, that wasn't even, like, a name that, like, the media necessarily came up with. Like, that was, like, the was, local, that was the local term. They were like, oh, that's... Oh, that's just the, the murder castle. castle. That's the castle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, many sensational claims were made, but no evidence was found which could have convicted Holmes in Chicago for stuff that happened in the castle. Because everything was gone. So they could be like, yeah, she disappeared. He'd be like, so? <laughs> and I didn't do it. <laughs> prove it. Uh, and then later, in October of 1895, Holmes was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin, was found guilty, and sentenced to death. I love yeah. back. I love back in back in the olden <laughs> days where they were like, "Yeah, take him out." <laughs> I Imagine if he was sentenced to death for horse theft. I would. <laughs> That's justice. That is justice. Don't steal a horse. That's rude. <laughs> um, following his conviction, he confessed to twenty-seven murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto, even though some of them were like still totally alive. Uh, and also to six attempted murders. <laughs> he was paid $7,500, which today is $230,000, by, by the Hearst newspapers for his confession, which turned out to be mostly nonsense. <laughs> uh, he gave various contradictory accounts of his life. He claimed innocence at first, and then later claimed that he was possessed by Satan. He's pulling a son of Sam. Well, I guess son of Sam pulled a Herman, but... <laughs> pulling, pulling a mudget. <laughs> that sounds like a crime. Pulled a... <laughs> pulled a mudget. Um, his line made it difficult to, like, really understand what happened because they, like... Because they were looking for confessions that he killed the people that they were like, we know you did this. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I totally did. I also killed that woman who was here earlier. And they're like, no, like, she's alive. He'd be like, oh, oops. Like, <laughs> so it just went on for a long time because they could not figure out what was happening. Uh, while he was writing his confessions in prison, Holmes mentioned how his physical and facial appearance had changed drastically in prison. He described his new appearance as gruesome and taking a satanical cast. And wrote that he was convinced, after everything he had done, that he was now beginning to resemble the devil. And here's a quote from Mr. Mudget. (laughs) I was born with the devil in me. (laughs) I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with- Dennis Rader, is that you? I was born with the- evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where i was ushered into the world and he has been with me ever since he's so stupid god a herman slam poetry um, okay. <laughs> um finally on may 7th 1896 holmes was hanged at the moyamense prison for the for the murder good yep. um until the moment of his death holmes remained relatively like calm it was reported that he was showing very few signs of, like, fear, anxiety, or, like, depression that usually came from knowing <laughs> you were You're going to die. You were about to be hanged. Um, he did, however, ask for his coffin to be contained in cement and buried 10 feet deep because, with his past, he was concerned that grave robbers would steal his body and use it for dissection. So he was like, also oh, if it's okay, so if it's so it's okay if you do it to other people, but not if they do it to he you. He was just Got like, it. I know how they think. <laughs> Put me in cement. Uh, however, um, as he was hanged, uh, his neck did not snap, which, according to the math, I believe that means it was too long. The rope. The rope, too you long. mean? Yeah. Okay. So I think when it's too short, your head just comes off. Yeah. You like. Uh, there's a lot of math into it, which I think is pretty awesome. Like, that makes sense. So you want yeah. so you want that perfect, like, rope length according to, like, their weight, so that way it just, like, snaps. Yeah. But I believe it was too short. I think that's how it works. He was okay. instead strangled to death slowly, reported to have been still twitching for over 20 minutes, 
before being pronounced dead after the trap had sprung. A long and painful death for Mr. Mudget. You've been mudged. <laughs> um, however, after his death, a lot of stuff like started to happen, which is why it's been used in a lot of TV shows as like a definitely a haunted place. Yeah, for sure. Um, New Year's Eve of 1909, Hedgepath, who was pardoned since he like gave information on Holmes and they were like, sure, whatever. Uh, he was shot and killed by a police officer during a holdup oh. at a Chicago saloon. Oh, shoot out at a saloon? I know. Uh, the warden at the prison where Holmes had been held committed suicide. Oh. And then the office of the district attorney who argued the case caught on fire. The only oh, item to survive it. the blaze intact was a photo of H.H. H. Holmes. <gasps> That's so cool. On March 7th, 1914, the Chicago Tribune reported that the caretaker caretaker <laughs> starting over. <laughs> I sound like I'm playing my own instrument, except it's my throat. <laughs> um, on March 7th, 1914, uh, the Chicago Tribune reported that the caretaker of the murder castle, Quinlan, had died. Meaning that oh, the rip. mysteries of the Holmes of Holmes's castle would remain unexplained. Would die with them. Um, Quinlan had died by suicide by taking strychnine. So fun. Um, oh. His body was found in his bedroom next to a note that was only one sentence long that read, "I couldn't sleep." That's chilling. His relatives claimed that he had been haunted for several months in the murder castle and was also suffering from hallucinations. I wouldn't blame you to um, take care of that place. Yeah. Um, like I said before, the murder castle itself was mysteriously, like, gutted by fire in August of 1895. I wouldn't be surprised if someone intentionally set that fire because they were, what like, they angry believe. or something. Um, yeah. According to the New York Times, two men were seen entering from the back of the building between 8 and 9 p.m., and then were seen running from the building a half hour later, and then following several explosions, the castle went up in flames. Um, but Which, the, like, good for you. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the building itself, like, and for all intents and purposes, like, survived the fire. Um, and then it was, and it, like, remained in use as, like, a store, or, like, the apartment buildings up top until it was torn down completely in, like, 1938-1939 to make room for the post office that's there today. So, so, so it's, the post office still is, oh, I can speak. The post office is still there today. Yes. Could, can you, like, visit it? I don't I don't know if it's still operational. I think it is. Okay. But like so it was like totally burnt out, but I think that like the foundation and like the structure was still there that they were like whatever, just put it back. Like <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um his great-great-grandson, Jeff Mudgett, claims that Holmes was in fact Jack the Ripper. No. Uh, this was based on writings in two diaries that he ended up inheriting from Holmes, which detailed his participation in the murder and mutilation of prostitutes in London. No. Um, I don't believe it. I don't either. But in 2017, do you remember when you said that you hoped that he wasn't resting peacefully? <laughs> yes. What happened to him? Um, in 2017, amid the allegations... That's recent. That's really recent. Amid the allegations that Holmes had escaped his execution... His body was exhumed for testing by Janet Monge from the University of Pennsylvania Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology. Um, since his coffin was contained in cement, his body did not compose normally at all. Okay. <laughs> um, his clothes were almost perfectly preserved. His mustache was intact. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the body was positively identified to be Holmes by, like, his teeth. They matched up dental records. Uh, he mm -hmm. was then reburied, so that's good on you, I guess. Uh, yeah. His mustache was perfectly preserved. Yeah. Which I think is it's clothes and the mustache. <laughs> um, going into like the pop like pop culture for like a second, season five mm -hmm. of American Horror Story, Hotel yes. directly yes, inspired by this. Yes, ma'am. Castle. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um <laughs> Which I did like, though, because, like, knowing the stuff about, like, how he literally bricked, like, he would just brick off certain yeah. doors, like, in a hallway. Like, yeah, listen. That's horrifying to me. Like, we could talk forever about American Horror Story on this podcast. However, Hotel's, like, my least favorite season. Wrong. It took the me worst one is it, Roanoke. 
there I said it it's the worst one they went too meta it didn't make any sense uh, okay I agree with you in the case that I don't think it should have been based around a tv show that's the only problem that they I have d- thrown they up just however kept jumping because during the first episodes when I didn't catch yeah. on that it, what was supposed to be happening when I was like you are labeled as the same person but y'all look different like I don't know what's yeah. happening. that was terrible free show was not good asylum isn't as good as people say that it is no, Asylum is. It has, I, it the has thing some about solid Asylum parts. that I like is I liked I liked Zachary Quinto's character. Yes, I forgot too. what he was called. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I liked I liked Sarah Paul. I like Sarah Paulson in all the seasons. Yeah. I but didn't, didn't like Freak Show. Uh, Freak Show was. Cult, I think was done really well. I think Colt gets robbed. I liked Colt. I think it was horrifying. Yeah, um, murder- cult messes with your head because it is so like yeah, murder house is good. so pertaining to today. Coven is good. I'm not saying it's amazing, good. but it's good. It it it's not bad. Everyone's like everyone's like Coven's the best. No. Let me. I'm gonna spill some hot tea. This is now a. This is <laughs> I'm gonna spill some tea right now. Emma Roberts' characters are never good. They're never good. Correct. Everyone's like, oh my god, Madison Montgomery. She's such a baddie, and I'm like. I hate her. She's a bad person. I okay. The reason that I like Coven, Emma Roberts is like a bad person. Wasn't too. even for that. Oh, that's what you just said. I liked the voodoo aspect. I thought that was cool because nobody. I does also that. love the voodoo aspect. Okay, I think that they did mess something up though. I was reading something about it. Like the person that they portrayed as like Papa Legba is not the right person for what they had him represent. But I think there's okay. like I think there's another figure in voodoo that. Are you talking about like that's supposed to be race? Like, or are you talking about no, like no, 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 like what he was like spiritually like there was like there's another figure that's supposed to be like the crossroads demon or like deity or something that like that's who they had papa ladyba be like top hat and all but i think like they gave it the wrong name but listen like that was awesome i feel like nobody ever does that that was great nobody ever does great marie laveau pristine i literally couldn't care less i couldn't care less about any of them i'm like yeah we're gonna cover. Stop. We're gonna cover Marie Laveau. We're gonna cover Voodoo. I could. We're gonna cover all that stuff because I, I love American New Orleans. War story forever. Because I have some hard opinions and like they're right. <laughs> maybe we can do. Right. Maybe. What if we made this week's little bloody like a walkthrough sure. American Horror Story? I really like <gasps> Hotel. I think visually it's one of the best ones. Oh, for sure. It's for, visually, it's the best season. However, plot wise, no, they did have a uh, lot going on with that but like casting great no no emma roberts great fantastic ideal maybe 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 that's what we'll do maybe we'll make this week's little bloody (laughs) it's not even about like a horror story it's a reason why emma roberts is not a good person (laughs) didn't you like assault evan peters or something i I love evan peters he does great i love him yeah all of them but now he's now he's with Halsey. Yeah, well, he's doing significantly less great because of that. <laughs> not everyone could make great decisions. Also, Apocalypse is good. Cody Fern is a snack. Um, uh, back back to back to Hermie. Um, <laughs> he was also shown in Supernatural and maybe like he was yeah, and maybe like season mm, two. I don't know. One of the early. All of the seasons of Supernatural are blended They're together for me. I don't remember. They're all the same. Hold on. I did, however, like it better before they added the angels in. Like, unpopular opinion. But. Don't, don't. Listen. No, because, like. Don't, don't hurt on no, Cass like I do that. Like He's my Cass, favorite. The problem is, is that they took it too far. Like, they had all the yeah. angels in there. And then they were like, here's God. Like, oh, Jesus. Like, here's God. And I'm like, I don't really care. Like, but yeah, I think it was in like season Lord two. Lord Jesus, hold they on. They had him be sorry. <laughs> they had him be like a vengeful spirit who was like kidnapping women in the building that was next to where um the prison was. Like they were like it's an empty plot of land. That's where okay. the prison used to be. And they were like oh. he was like trapping them so underground, he, he... and they had to trap him with like cement or something. Like they didn't even get rid of the ghost. They just trapped him with cement, which does make see. Sense I told he was actually buried. Every season of Supernatural, Supernatural's a really good show. It was, but it's been it's on. It, it's <laughs> well because it's not on anymore. Well, finally, they, it did not need fifteen seasons. It could have been done by like eight, if that. Yeah, very true. I, very true. After like season, 
I have not, I haven't paid attention in season 13 and 14. I don't even know what that's about. Ever since Jack came in. It just got too much. Like, I was, like, even when they had, like, Lucifer in, I was like, that made sense. They fight the supernatural. That could have been the end. That one where, yeah, where they trapped um, Lucifer and Adam, that, that was it. Yeah, like, I wish that they'd stretched that out more instead of being like, it's season four and we just beat the devil for the first of, like, 15 times. Like, I feel like that could have been bigger and better. They had him kind of be, like, a joke, like... That's the devil. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, I just, I felt like mm-hmm. after that, like, having Cassin was fine. But the moment that they were like, here's Metatron, here's God, here's the darkness. I'm like, I don't even care. The darkness was not a good. No. Was not, that season was not good. I don't even remember what, was that it was season 12? Weird. I didn't mind when they had Dean become a demon. I didn't mind. I mean, spoilers. I, I, I liked Dean. I did too, but I feel like they could have added that in with their earlier storylines because the reason why i liked the show like at first and i first started watching it is because i was like they're just hunting something different every time i was cool that's awesome my favorite episode to this day is episode season one episode two or season whatever one is with the dead guy in the water that's the third (laughs) one is that the third one i think it goes whatever i always remember this it was the lady in white and then it was the the Wendigo, Wendigo. and then it was that one dead dead in, dead yeah, in the that water one used to freak me out um, i loved that one i thought that one was still yeah it's called dead in the water we're so past h.a's homes right yeah. now now we're just talking about like that, shows. that one was good but like i for some reason i didn't like the visual of like when they were like walking away and it was just like his face under the waves like that did not sit well with me at all for some yeah. reason like i don't know what it was but that triggered like one of those like ancient instant of fears oh, yeah. and i'm like mm, no um but anyways my last thing for herman webster budget in pop culture we're talking about american Horror Story. That, there was a 2013 book written by eric larson called the devil in the white city which is now or at least was in 2019 was in production directed by martin's directed oh. by martin scorsese oh guess who they guess who they have played H H Holmes. Don't even sit, give me one hint. Starts with an L. Why do I want to say Liam Neeson? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know the status of that. I don't know how it's doing. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Could you imagine? I don't want to. Okay. No. <laughs> It's in the, it's in the works apparently. I I hope I hope it's it not in the works <laughs> anymore. Uh, who would be a good H H You gotta be able to pull off that mustache. That you mustache do have to like be able to pull off. My brain wants to mouth. keep. My brain keeps saying Jake Gyllenhaal, and my and I think my brain's wrong. Maybe his eyes are a little too like out there. All I'm thinking about is Chris Evans' mustache. Yes. Well, anyways. <laughs> thanks yeah. for that. Thanks for this your my story. One. Our birthdays are so close. Yup. I mean, so is his death day, but I'm choosing to ignore that. <laughs> I'm choosing. I pretend that I do not see it. Well, thank you, Jenna, for your lovely story that's going to give everyone nightmares. No, uh, I <laughs> I like the like whole secret passageway hallways with bricked up doors. Like, that's... Yeah. That's it. That's like you want to live in there, minus well, the murder. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um, if you would like to see photos of his Matt now, as bad as a person he was, he did have a magnificent mustache. So if you would like to see his mustache <laughs> kind of looked like how Hitler's mustache did before he had to shave it off. That way he did. No, I was just comparing it. His mustache <laughs> is like a better kept version of how Hitler's used to look before he went like down uh, to the bar. Just... Okay. Um wh- Okay, if you would like to see photos of 
um herman's magnificent yeah. mustache you can follow us on instagram at blood and guts pod we're on twitter at blood underscore guts pod we have a website where you can sit there and you can email us anything yeah. you want you can say hi you can talk about his yeah, mustache. show some love to your favorite u of m alum <laughs> um you can talk about which um, season of American Horror Story is your favorite, and if you answer wrong, we will scalp you. Do colleges um, <laughs> have to share that information like houses do when you rent it out? Like, you know how, like, when you rent out a house and you have to, like, disclose anything that happened in the last, like, three years? Do you think as a college, they were, like, required to be like, hey, if you came to the school in 1890, no. um, we did have, like, we did they have They probably were, but they here. probably got away with not telling anybody. They probably were, but they probably <laughs> got away from telling like, anybody. Well, you know, like I wonder if people straight up <laughs> avoided like whoever that anatomy professor was. I wonder if they were like, no. I would feel I bad would for too. him. He's just trying to teach you about yeah. the body. A noted advocate of human dissection. He's probably like, oh no, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> <laughs> um and. Where was what was I talking about? Oh, I was talking about scalping people for not for thinking that hotels the best season of American Horror Story. Um, <laughs> our website is bloodandgutspod.wixsite.com slash horror podcast. Our email's in there, and that's all of our social media. You can listen to us wherever you want to, and wherever you're listening, if you would be so kind, if you feel deep down in your heart that this is the right thing to do, which it is. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. It helps get our podcast out there. We're still so small. This is only episode 11. We're still tiny little babies. It is the best season. (laughs) (laughs) You've said it yourself that the plot's not good. And the uh, close second is Murder House, but I don't vibe with that. Murder House is the best season. Come on. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, yeah, they literally was... had so much rape for no reason. They were, they did, but no, minus the they rape. they had too many storylines that they were like, this person <laughs> also lived in the house. Like, you think I care? I don't. There's too much. I didn't care, I didn't care about Tate. Yeah. I didn't care about Violet. The fact that she was dead. Oh, no. Wish I cared. I don't. Good. Like, whatever. <laughs> that was too much. Hotel is the best. Visually, even if the storyline's a bit weird, it was great. Sarah Paulson was great. Sarah Paulson wasn't yeah, in the Yeah, she hotel. was. Yeah. Was she? Oh my god! A fake fan. This is why Sarah Sorry. doesn't get to have we were... opinions about American Horror Story. We were, just ta- we were just talking about Murder House. Sarah Paulson only came in in like, just a little yeah, bit in Murder like, House. She was that psychic. Yeah, yeah no, she, she was, was in Hotel. Billy I just forgot about her. Yeah, Hotel took me like Billy at least Dean. a year to finish. I, Billy I, Dean Howard. All right. I... I'm on Apocalypse currently. I'm I not like this day for Cody Fern. <laughs> He's so I love Cody Fern. He is what Timothy Chalamet could never be. There, I oh, we're gonna get I hate for that. <laughs> he looks like he's seven. <laughs> I could break yeah, that one tick. That one TikTok where it's like all men is trash except for me and Timothy <laughs> Shablagoo. <laughs> Hate to hear it, hate to see it. Yo. All right. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> um, PSA. Um, don't stay in hotels ever. Stop ruining U of M's legacy. <laughs> Do better. Be an advocate for human dissection. <laughs> Not an activist. You know, advocate. You know, I've done a human dissection before. It was super fun. Well, I didn't do it. My friend's dad did it. But I touched it. I pulled a tendon and it moved a finger. Okay. You not ever talk <laughs> about that with me ever again. I, ooh, I can't even look at my own veins. I cannot. I'm, it's like not loud. I know. My, my wrists are super, my, like looking at the veins in my wrists. Oh, bleh, I hate it. I can't it. deal with like my eyes that is the number one absolute zone that i wish i was dead like you know like you know how i'm always pulling like, out you know, eyelashes you know when people, <laughs> i'm always like, touching my eyes if you're being like attacked on the street like try to like gouge something into their eyes like i couldn't 
Like, I straight up No. Couldn't. I would just... What have I said before? Elbows are the strongest point in your body. Like, I know that I'd probably be like, oh, this would be a very good way out of the situation, and I I would opt out. <laughs> you would you would die before gouging someone's eyes out. I with something else, but I wouldn't be able to look. I would not for look, and it could no. not be my fingers. I would I would no. die after. Like, if I didn't die during, I would make sure I died after. Like, <laughs> I couldn't. This episode has yeah, been full episode, of stuff that's not H.H. H. Holmes. By the fact that if anything gets into my eyes, I will throw up. <laughs> it's, me, it's me trying to put on eyeliner and like projectile vomiting across the room. <laughs> God. Okay, but like, look. It's the one way to get that perfect uh, wing. Looking back, there's a lot of stuff centered around Independence Day for no reason with H.H. H. Holmes, which isn't important, but. I don't know. It seems important as I was writing it down. I wrote this all today, so I also spelled slow clap, no, slow clap um, for you. I, I also mean, spelled Satan wrong on um, the two times I'd write it. So know that I had to read this and go over it. But I almost said to you that he claimed that he was possessed by Santa. <laughs> like no, that I maybe I he was. Mental. I think he did burn a child in a chimney. I Ooh, well. Ladies and gentlemen, Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye, everyone. <laughs>